You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Fall feels like it's in the air, and uh, the Yankees' offense is in the toilet. And we've focused a lot on that uh, over the course of the show today. But right now, whenever I fill in, it's always a challenge filling in doing Stump Rothenberg. Today, my best round ever. I think it might have been even 8 No, I'm not sure. Was it 10-0? I'm not sure. Who can, who can keep count after a while? I got every single question right. But when I fill in, I not only have to do Stump Rothenberg, I have to do my own staple that I usually do a little later when I've, I'm usually in my normal time slot at 3 o'clock, and it is called What I Learned This Week on TikTok. In case you've never heard it before, it's very simple. Both Harvey and Jacob, who are running the show today, and, and call us if you want to get involved, 1-800-919-ESPN. The way it works, I spend way too much time on that TikTok app, but it's because I learn so much. And actually, our buddy Anthony in the mail truck, I had, uh, you know, I have a running list of things that I'm going to include on what I learned on TikTok. The Tom Brady one was on the list for a little later down down the road, but how it works is very simple. I'll give you four pieces of information, three pieces of those information. They're completely false. I've just made them up. But one of them is 100% true, and you have to spot what is the real piece of, what is the true fact, and what is just complete BS. So Jacob and Harvey, they are in the studio today. They will be first up. And if you want to get involved, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Now, if you're new to the segment, you know that uh, Harvey and uh, Jacob, they've, they've struggled at times. They've had their high moments. They've had their low moments. So we'll have to find out what today is going to be. Now, Jacob, Harvey, who's going to be uh, batting leadoff for you today? I'll go first. All right. Don't all, don't all uh, rush to the front of the line there. All right, Harvey. You ready? You feeling good today? Yep. All right, here we go. Number one, Harvey, if the sun were hollow, approximately 200,000 Earths could fit inside of it. Number two, according to scientists, the number one killer of mosquitoes is not uh, what you would think. It's actually raindrops. Raindrops are enough to destroy mosquitoes. Number three, in 2014, a Kenyan tattoo artist got 82 tattoos of Vladimir Putin's face because he lost a bet. Or number four, if the entire world participated in a rock, paper, scissors, single elimination tournament, it would be over in roughly 33 rounds. All right, so to recap for the audience, again, if the sun were hollow, approximately 200,000 Earths would fit inside of it. Number two, the number, according to scientists, number one killer of mosquitoes is actually raindrops. Number three, in 2014, a Kenyan tattoo artist got 80 tattoos, uh, 82 tattoos of Vladimir Putin's face because of a lost bet. Or number four, if the entire world participated in a rock, paper, scissors, single elimination tournament, it would be over in roughly 33 rounds. Okay, Harvey, Gordon. Yeah. I... Kenyan tattoos, raindrops, scissor right. fights. And the sun. And the sun. Okay. I will go with the raindrops. Killing raindrops, number one killer of mosquitoes in the world. That's right. Lock it in. Yep. No, that is incorrect. That is uh, that is uh, that's one I just completely made up. No, nope. mosquitoes don't actually get impacted by uh, rain. At least so far as I know. That's that's just one I completely concocted out of my own demented brain. So that's not that's not it. 
We'll give you another crack at it here. Sun Hollow, 200,000 Earths would fit inside. Kenyan tattoo artist, 82 tattoos of Vladimir Putin's face. Or rock, paper, scissors. Give me the sun. The sun. 200,000 Earths in the sun. Lock it in? That's right. Well, this is the opposite of Stump Rothenberg. No, that is also incorrect. Actually, more than a million Earths would, that's how big the sun is. I think it's like 1.2 million Earths would fit inside the sun. So now you're down 50-50. Vladimir Putin's face tattoos or uh, rock, paper, scissors? You know what? I, I got nothing to lose here. I'm going with the Putin tattoos. Putin tattoos. Going to lock it in? That's right. This is like, You're like the Yankees here, Harvey. Uh, no, that is also incorrect. Uh, no, if the entire world participated in a rock, paper, scissors single elimination tournament, it would be over in, you know, obviously the population of the world is always changing, but it would be over in roughly 33 rounds. That was not a very good round for Harvey. We'll see if Jacob has any better luck. Jacob, are you ready, my friend? I'm going to be as ready as I could. Hopefully well, look, you can't do, do any worse than Harvey just did. Right? I was just about to say, hopefully I could do better than Harvey and the Yankees have. Yeah, and I filled in on uh, DPH and Rothenberg this week, and we played it actually a couple of times with uh, both RJ and uh, Santiago, and they, I mean, they nailed it. They were they were hitting home runs left and right. So this is making the weekend crew look bad here, guys. So you gotta you got to pick things up, all right? Here we go, Jacob. All right, I got it. And I think the last time we did it with you, you, you finished on a very high note. I mean, Is that I, correct? Do I remember that correctly? I mean, I want to say the last couple times I have played with you, I have uh, done you've pretty. Be, you've definitely picked things up. So maybe you're getting the hang of it. You're getting. You're you're starting to 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 focus on my tells, right? Like everybody has a tell in poker. You have a tell that shows you what the cards actually are. Maybe I have a tell when it comes to what I learned. On I mean, TikTok. also it comes down to uh, when I write them down. I'm like Rain Man and just uh, pick out the right one. There you go. All right. Well, here you go. Sometimes it's just you blink and you know what it is, right? All right. Here we go. A uh, number one, the term morning became a popular term for daybreak due to the bubonic plague because death was so prevalent that people would wake up and find out who died the previous night and they would be in mourning. That's the first one. Number two, Frank Hayes is the only documented jockey to win a horse race while dead. Number three, due to extensive breeding, modern horses actually produce between 1.2 and 1.3 horsepower. Or number four, due to a typo, in a zoning commissioner report, a small town in Ohio named Marblehead was actually for a short time owned by a beagle named Kevin. So to recap again, morning became popular term for daybreak due to the bubonic plague. Number two, uh, due to uh, extensive breeding, modern horses actually produce between 1.2 and 1.3 uh, horsepower. Number three, Frank Hayes, only documented jockey to win a horse race while dead. Uh, actually, I think that was two, and the other one was three. Uh, number four, due to a typo in a zoning commissioner report, a small town in Ohio named Marblehead at one time was owned by a beagle named Kevin. Wow. Uh, it's a lot to take in. It is. Uh, and they're all interesting in their own ways. Yeah. Jeez. Um, Let me jump out the window. I'm going to go. Don't do that. Don't jump out the window. <laughs> I mean, if I, that way I could avoid at least losing one. I'll still be perfect. But if I had to choose one, which I do, I'm going to go with Marblehead, the type Marblehead, of. Marblehead, the dog. Dog on what? Kevin? 
Kevin, a beagle named Kevin. No, the beagle named Kevin can't steal me, steer me wrong now, so I'm going to go with Kevin. Are you going to lock it in? I'm going to lock it in. All right, lock it in. I am like uh, Nolan Ryan in his prime, striking people out left and right here. No, that is incorrect. That's just uh, that's one that's just made up. Uh, <sighs> no, that's 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 wrong. Mm. There's no there's no beagle named Kevin that's owning any towns, Whoa. so far as we know. <laughs> uh, so now we're down to uh, morning bubonic plague. Horses produce 1.2 and 1.3 horsepower. Or uh, Frank Hayes, the only do- two horses, a documented jockey to win a horse race while dead. Well, I mean, since there's only like 50 minutes left in our uh, morning, mm-hmm. uh, the daybreak doesn't sound too bad either. So I'm going to go lock that in for the bu- morning. Morning mm-hmm. became a popular term during daybreak because of the bubonic plague because of all the death. Well, there was a lot of death in the bubonic plague, but no, that's also. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. That's, uh, that's, that's <laughs> over for 2 now. Uh, all right, so now we're down to uh, the, two horses. Right. It's a horse race to the, the finish. Either horses, modern horses, actually produce 1.2 to 1.3 horsepower, or Frank Hayes was dead when he ran, won a, a race as a jockey. Jeez. Uh, I mean, you would think a dead jockey would be, like, one right, of I mean, the, he's just along for the ride. He's not really doing anything up there, right? <laughs> shows you the importance of the jockey. Listen, I... How bad were the other horses? Mm, I mean, they had to be pretty bad. But if... You'd think. If I had to choose, I am going with uh, modern horsepower being between 1.2 and 1.3. Lock it in? Lock it in. That is also incorrect. No, Frank oh, Hayes, the only documented jockey to win a he apparently I think he had a heart attack. Now did uh, he and obviously nobody nobody noticed. And really what could you do? He's in the middle of the race. Now did he have a heart attack when uh the pistol went off at the start I mean, of the no, race? We, I, don't, not, I don't have that TikTok videos are very short, so I don't have that level of information. But uh yeah, he's the only one uh, to um you know, I, lo- I love a good thriller, so I'm going to go uh, look into that myself. All right. Well, there you go. All right. Uh, Anthony is in the, the mail truck. He always loves to play what I learned on TikTok. So we'll go to Anthony. Back on the show, Anthony. Uh, you ready to go, my friend? Gordon. I'm ready. All right. Born We've ready. had a couple of weeks away here, so uh, this is your chance to get back in the, the good grade. And I think last time, did you get it right away last time? I think me and Jacob killed it the last time. Yeah, I I, 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 that's how I remember. It's been a few weeks since I've been on on Saturday, so I don't remember exactly. But all right, here we go. See how you do this time around. Uh, number one, according to the Aquarium Association of America, the most popular name in America for goldfish is Jaws. Number two, Chet Hanks, the son of Tom Hanks, graduated from Yale. Number three, the Guinness Book of World Records was created by the Guinness Brewing Company as a way to settle bar bets. Or number four, it is impossible to crack an egg in space. You want to recap here? I'll give you a recap of the, uh, of the yeah. according to the Aquarium Association of America, most popular name for a goldfish is Jaws. In America is Jaws. Uh, number two, Chet Hanks, son of Tom Hanks. He's a rapper, I think. He also graduated from Yale. Number three, the Guinness Book of World Records was created by the Guinness Brewing Company as a way to settle bar bets. Or number four, it's impossible to crack an egg in space. Uh, I'm going, so I have no idea about Tom Hanks' son. Okay. Um, He seems like a little bit of a looney, too. That's, you know... 
Yeah. I can give you that. <laughs> I, I don't know that much about that it either. myself, but without shading you one way or the other. So, so all right. So the egg in space. Uh, I'm going to go with the Guinness Book with the bar thing. Guinness Book of World Records was created by Guinness Brewing to uh, way to settle bar bets. You locking it in? Yeah, we'll go with that one. All right. Yeah, locked in. Well, Anthony, back in the saddle and back in the wind column. Yes, very good, my friend. Yes, the Guinness Book wow. of World Records was created by the Guinness Brewing Company as a way to settle bar bets. Both companies are the uh, are the same entity. So there you go, my friend. Very good, Anthony. Hey, you nailed it. J- Jacob, Jacob, and Harvey, keep your heads up, fellas. We'll be, we'll yeah. be back. Well, look, yeah, you know, it's a it's a it's a it's a tough round of it. We got time, I guess, for for one more. Jacob, uh, Harvey, with the way things have gone so far, I I, I feel like I owe you a chance to. Um, to, to at least one of you to, to, to save some face. You know, you guys work very hard in the show. I don't want you to, to go away and um, feel demoralized. So I'll give you one more. You both can get your cracks at it. You ready? I'm ready, Gordon. Let's All go. Right. Here we go. Number one, honey is the only food that does not spoil. Number two, the country of Uganda has no escalators. Number three, due to global warming... Antarctica changes its flag every single year. Or number four, UPS has designed their vehicle routing software to eliminate all left turns. So again, number one, honey is the only food that does not spoil. Number two, the country of Uganda has no escalators. Number three, due to global warming, Antarctica changes its flag every year. Or number four, UPS has designed their vehicle routing software to eliminate all left turns. Oh, jeez. I mean, it seems like, uh, you know, Harvey didn't want to go first, so I'll take it. All right, what do you got? If I had to choose one, mm-hmm. uh, honey does not spoil. I'm going to just go with that one. You're going to go with that one right off the bat. Okay. Right off the bat. Harvey, do you have a have, have a strong feeling about one here? I'm with Jacob 100%. I will go with the honey. You, you, you're both going to go with the same one. Now, do you feel like that's a good approach? Maybe not, but okay. I mean, we'll see. All right, Process so you're both locking in number one. Lock it in. Yeah, you're both incorrect. No, nice. honey is not the only. Honey does not spoil, but there are other foods that also do. Vinegar is one oh, of them. See, There's look. some other foods that do not spoil. I so missed the key word. I missed the key word. Yeah, only food. Yeah, that is a big one. You got to have that one in there. Uh, all right, so next up, uh, we got, uh, what did I say? Uh, Uganda, no escalators. Global warming. Antarctica changes its flag every year. Or UPS drivers don't turn left. See, I want to go with the UPS drivers, but I've seen them turn left into my house. Okay. So I would say, I will go with Uganda has no escalators. Uganda has no escalators. Uh, I'm going to go with Antarctica changed their flags. I mean, I don't know who's been to Antarctica. I don't know anybody personally, but I'm going right. to just. <laughs> sure. It's just a shot in the dark at well, this point. Well, Antarctica does. I, well, I don't want to I don't want to shade you one way or the other. That, that's what you're going with? Wait, hold on. I, I think Antarctica. I was just going to say Antarctica does put on their flag an outline of their country. That's what their flag is. It's a blue flag with a white you know, like, you know, a satellite, not a satellite, but, you know, like an outline of what their country looks like. But because, you know, the ice is, is melting, they change it every year. Mm. I am stumped. Uh, well, they always say stick with your first instinct, but I don't want to tell you what to do. You know, 
Uh, see, I feel like your first. You're free. This is like your ninth instinct, right? I mean, we've already yeah. gone through a few questions. Not only, so I, don't, not only I don't know that, what to tell you. Not only that, I feel like you know, if I do say one thing, you're gonna, you're kind of staring me another way. I to don't. Stare I me. don't want to shade you anyway. I should. I've said too much already. Okay, I'm just gonna stick with my original. Stick with your original. Stick with my original. Everybody's locked in. Everybody's good to go. Locked in. Good to go. I've never had an immaculate inning before, but this is it, people. Yes, UPS has designed their vehicle routing software to eliminate left turns for their drivers. Now, there's sometimes there's no other option. They have to make a left turn. They can't get to where they're going. But they like to, because of the danger of crossing in front of traffic, they like to make sure that their drivers, even if it means going out of their way a little bit, their algorithm has told them that it's actually a safer and more productive and, and most importantly, best financially for them so they're not in accidents. Yes, UPS has designed their vehicle routing software to eliminate left turns. So I'm sorry, Harvey. I'm sorry, Jacob. That was not the best of rounds. But there's always next week. There's always next week. And, of course, this has been what I learned on TikTok. And this is what I learned on TikTok this week. And now because of this beautiful segment, you have learned it too. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. I should also tell you, stream live sports and original content with ESPN Plus today. You get access to the award-winning 30 for 30 library, unrivaled UFC access, including exclusive pay-per-views, live coverage of 35 PGA Tour events each year. Get the ESPN Plus and Disney Plus bundle today and watch ESPN Originals, the 30 for 30s, the entire Disney and Marvel library, and a whole lot more. Stream anytime, anywhere. Go to ESPNNewYorkBundle.com to learn more. Coming up, we will uh, continue to uh, pick through the bones of the Yankee season as it is, but we have to focus in on the Knicks. We've gotten almost two hours, more than two hours, into the show, and I have not really mentioned the name Donovan Mitchell. I have not mentioned the New York Knicks, and we will change that Next, it's Gordon Damer in for Dave. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. The Mets have been dealing with some injuries here for a little while. The one that uh, jumped out to me is the one with the, the kid uh, Beatty. Uh, he has a torn UCL in his thumb. It looks like at least five weeks, so the chances of him being back before the playoffs start uh, is, uh, is unlikely. Uh, so th- that's, uh, to me, that's the disappointing one um, because it looked like he was, you know, anytime a young kid gets called up and is – in that spot, it's always a tough one, right? Like he's coming into a team that's winning game and 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 focusing on winning games. That's the main goal and, and making sure that they get to where they need to be in the postseason this year. But Beatty looked like he had a chance to, to really make an impact. And with the spot at third base being open a little bit, uh, it's disappointing to see him go down like that. So uh, hopefully he is, a, you know, there's no speed bumps and, and the five weeks is what it is. Who knows? Maybe he can get back there a little bit before then because you liked what you saw from him. And uh, he's a young player that uh, you've heard about for a little while. So to get to see him in a pennant race, it's always good anytime you can get the young guys involved in the pennant race, get him a little taste of that action. And that is the Mets injury report brought to you by Total Orthopedics, Spine and Sports Medicine, Total, Total Ortho Express is Long Island's premier orthopedic immediate care where no appointment is needed after all time does not heal wounds. They do. All right, so uh, we focused a lot on the Yankees. We'll continue to take your phone calls, 
919-ESPN is the telephone number. But, of course, the other big story outside of the uh, impending doom of the Yankees is the situation with Donovan Mitchell. All offseason here since the name Donovan Mitchell first popped up with the Jazz breaking things down, it seemed like Donovan Mitchell would eventually end up with the Knicks. It was lined up perfectly. He's a New Yorker. Knicks had their chance to draft him, didn't. It seemed like he wanted to come home. It seemed like the Knicks had put together all the pieces necessary to go out and get Donovan Mitchell. And then you get the news during the week that, no, Donovan Mitchell's not coming to the Knicks. He is going to the Cavaliers. And the Knicks strike out in their pursuit of a star player. And, and this is what Leon Rose was brought here to do, right? It's not about uh, you know rebuilding from the ground up. The Knicks are not going to tank. When you go out and you hire a former GM, you're hoping that his appeal is going to be to get the star player in the room and attract that star player and here was really the first guy that came along that the Knicks had the assets necessary if they wanted to go get him. Because these disgruntled superstars, they do become available from time to time. But this is really the first one since Leon Rose has been here that became available. And look, here's the thing. Is it disappointing? Absolutely. Because you were, you were envisioning, you had everything picked. It was like you're, you're bidding on a house. And it looks like your bid is going to be the winning bid. And you're imagining your life there. You're imagining the dog in the yard. You're imagining how things are going to, you're going to paint this room this color. And you're going to do this and that. And then all of a sudden, it gets stolen away from you at the last minute when you already had plans to move in. And um, it's disappointing. Because now with the Knicks, you put all those assets together. It's not about using those assets in the draft. It's about taking those assets and eventually trading them for somebody of the like of Donovan Mitchell, right? An up-and-coming player who might not have yet his, hit his peak, a three-time All-Star, a scoring you know, kind of machine, especially um, with what you've seen in a short time in the NBA. So it's definitely disappointing because now you're back at square one. I don't take – to me, it's not devastating. And anybody who portrays it as if Nick fans are devastated that they did not get Donovan Mitchell – they are just not telling the truth. And to me, the reaction to Donovan Mitchell going to Cleveland and not going to the Knicks, to me, that is the greatest tool to identify verified Nick haters. Verified Nick haters is a term that I've come up with. It's a lengthy algorithm. I don't want to get into the particulars. It's all patented. But I have founded that algorithm, which can I accurately identify the people in the media who are going to criticize the Knicks no matter what they do. Perfect example. What was the criticism you heard about the Knicks going out and getting Donovan Mitchell before they made that deal? Well, part of it was, oh, they're going to give up too much. It's going to be mellow deal. But mostly a lot of it was, well, he's only 6'1". If you're pairing him with Jalen Brunson in the backcourt, those two guys, you can't have two 6'1 guys in the backcourt. They're going to become defensive liabilities. They're too short. They can't play defense. Defense in the playoffs. You can't do it. It's a mistake. Cleveland... They make the trade for Mitchell. They pair him with Darius Garland. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, how, how, how tall is Darius Garland? Oh, he's 6'1". Have not heard a peep. Not heard a peep about how the backcourt is short. So, again, anyone portraying that Nick fans are devastated that they did not get Dem, uh, Donovan Mitchell, either A, they have no idea what they're talking about and they don't know really any Nick fans, or B, they're just lying. There is no C. Disappointed is fair. Because you envision getting him and being able to have him, and and that would t- that he would obviously improve the team, but devastated, not as a group.
not as a group. And what's the criticism you always hear about Nick fans? Oh, Nick fans are never patient. On the whole, they have been patient. On the whole, they are patient right now. They are showing patience right now. They're not saying this is a disaster, this, is, this was the deal to make. And to me, it was always about what the price tag was going to be. I was never somebody who said you had to absolutely go get Donovan Mitchell. This was not a Juan Soto to the Yankees type situation. It was always going to be based on what the price tag was. And we didn't know what the price tag was. Even while this has been out there for a couple of months now, we were waiting to see what the price tag was. And now that it's done, we know that the price tag, because of what the Knicks offered and it was not enough, that the price tag would have been more significant. So you can envision that it would have been R.J. Barrett, it would have been Grimes, and it would have been three unprotected number ones, or it would have been Barrett out, Grimes in, probably quickly in, or Toppin in, or both in, and four unprotected picks. And to me, that's just too much. He's a good player. He's not a great player. He's not as good as Carmelo Anthony when they got him. And it's just funny to me, especially when it comes to verified Nick haters, they'll always say, well, the Knicks gave up way too much for Carmelo Anthony. But yet this time they say, well, why didn't you give up when you needed to for Donovan Mitchell? And then if they had given up all that, what would they have said? The Knicks got fleeced again. So, no, the Knicks did not get fleeced. They still have all the assets that they had before, but now it's about trying to identify that next superstar who's going to get moved and whether or not they can line up a deal there. Eventually, they have to figure out that deal. And I'll be honest with you, for all the, he- all the stuff you hear about the great uh, Danny Ainge, I don't think Utah got that great of a deal here. Three unprotected picks that don't begin until 2025? 2025, 2027, and 2029, to me, that's not some, some special deal. That's not some incredible thing. So uh, for anybody who's going to criticize the Knicks, I, it's fair. Disappointed? Yes. Devastated? Absolutely not. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, we'll take your phone calls about the Knicks, about the Yankees, about everything as we take you up until noon, and it's only here on 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Primarily two major issues in this show today. It has been Yankees and it has been Knicks. And you know what? One thing before we go back to the phones on the Jets. If you ever wanted to create a nobody believes in us mentality, the Jets and Robert Sala can certainly do that this year. I'm not talking about Jet fans. Obviously, Jet fans might be on board. Vegas, over-under for the Jets, five and a half. I was reading The Athletic. They ranked the AFC teams 1-16 to in terms of talent, have the Jets 15th. This after this outstanding draft and a roster that is certainly improved. But saying that it's the most talented roster they've had in years, that's not saying much when you haven't made the playoffs in 11 years. But you take a look at early mock drafts. They have the Jets picking at the top of the dra- uh, Nobody believes in the Jets. And, and here's the thing. AFC East is not great. You know, the schedule is not exactly murderer's row. I think primarily people would be more optimistic about the Jets. But I think outsiders simply just don't believe in Zach Wilson. 
That's it. That's the, that's the crux of it right there. Most people do not believe in Zach Wilson. And him missing the start of the season is not exactly great. So um, we'll see how the Jet season goes. We'll see how the Giant season goes. We're all excited for football being back. But if you're a Jet fan and you're like, you know, I can't believe that nobody's believing in our team, maybe that's a good thing. That's, that's the way you want it. You don't want people saying, well, this team can surprise. That's always when it feels like your team disappoints, not just your team, any team. But I think that primarily it's about people not believing in Zach Wilson just yet. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, telephone number. George is in Astoria. George, you're next up on 98.7 FM. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Everything was going good until you had to start talking about the Jets. I, I was all ready to go off on Donovan Mitchell. and You, know, okay. maybe I you should do what you got to do. But the Jets, I'll just say this about the Jets. It's not uh, the team, okay? It's the culture. They have a stink, losing culture, and no matter what they do, changes they make, they're going to be losing for another 11 years, and that's just the way it is. Now, on to Donovan Mitchell. You hit the nail right on the head. You said he's not a superstar. I 100% agree. He's not a superstar. Is he a great player? Is he a good pickup if you don't have to lose much? Absolutely. But, unfortunately, they want a lot of crazy things, and I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't touch him. We need someone that's going to actually bring change to the team. He had a chance to win on the major stage, and he didn't. So why are we bringing someone like that to New York? I don't understand. We have players in the league that may become available in the next year or two, and we need to go after these people. Like, I want to know, who do you think is that one piece that we could add on this team right now or next year that's going to turn us into a contender immediately? Well, uh, to turn you, and George, thanks for the phone call. For an immediate contender on the Knicks, there's one guy. But See, here's the thing. You need a time machine. you got to go back and get Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Prime Kareem. There's no one guy that's going to make the Knicks a contender right now. They're still in the process. they got a lot of work to do. And the reason why everybody was hot and bothered about Donovan Mitchell is he would have been the best player you've had since Carmelo Anthony. So, yes, he's not a superstar, but he is a star player. He's a three-time All-Star. He's a scoring guy, you know, an exciting guy. He would have brought excitement back to the Garden. But at the end of the day, the price tag was too much. And, and I brought this up yesterday. The Knicks have the reputation of getting fleeced in trades. They have the, everybody say, oh, Danny, Danny Ainge, he's going to fleece the Knicks. The only way you can change that reputation is to stop getting fleeced in trades. So the Knicks, if, they, if the Knicks had given up R.J. Barrett and three unprotected ones or uh, Grimes and all these picks for, from, from now until kingdom come, that would have been too much for a player that moves the needle but does not make the needle pin on the side of winning. So uh, I, I agree that uh, at the end of the day. And, you know, this idea that the, the Jets' issue is culture. No, the, the Jets' issue the last 11 years has been talent. They've had two terrible GMs, and they put them back-to-back. Two of the worst GMs picking play, they were terrible. Idzik and McCagden, that's the issue. They've been working at such a talent de- deficiency that it's going to take a long time to be able to dig your way out of that hole. I think they're on their way, but a lot of that will depend on the quarterback. Roland is in West Orange. Roland, next up on 98.7 FM. How are you today? I'm good, Roland. I want you to know, first off, that I go back to Art Rush Jr., and a lot of people know me. I've been away. I haven't spoken on the phone or on the air in a long time. I want it to also be known that I am a baseball fan. I'm not a homer. I'm not somebody who, you know, but I do want to make one statement to all Yankee fans. You cannot judge a book by its cover. And you, once you get past the cover, 
the players on the Yankees ought to stop looking and find themselves. I'm done. All right. I don't really know what that means, Roland, uh, but you've made the point. Nobody can say you have not made that point. What Do, do you guys know what that meant? I wish he would have hung on to, to, to explain that. I have, I have no clue. He was telling me, and I was just like, you know what? No doubt. I'm just putting okay. you on hold. He mentioned right. something about, like, don't you the book a book by its cover? But it's been a pretty sizable book, no? Yeah, I don't know if he means that you can't judge the team until the season is over. I, I'm assuming that that's what he means. I mean, the way he assumed it is uh, you'll see the cover, you'll see it's a great book, and you right. open it up, and there'll be nothing inside. I think that's I how mean, there's been. I, I don't really read books because, uh, you know, they're not as good as movies. Uh, movies are more entertaining than books. Um, but, like, movie, there's some movies like Stripes, the movie Stripes. First half, amazing, very good. Second half, terrible. Coming to America, great first half. Second half, eh, not so much. That's the Yankees this year. First half, amazing, incredible. But unfortunately, the second half, it's not a, a movie, but a TV show, the, the second half has been the final season of Game of Thrones. That's, how, that's bad. That's really bad. Uh, let's go to Derek is in Yonkers. Derek, you're next up on the Dave Rothenberg Show. Hi, how are you? Can you hear me? I got you. All right. As long as Brian Cashman is the general manager of the Yankees, they will never win a World Series. They'll win a bunch of games. Now, I don't want to get into everything he's done because it's too much, but everything points back to him. The scary thing is it does not seem Steinbrenner is inclined to get rid of him. I'm not sure what that's about. The media seems reluctant to call him out and call for his job. So it's going to be up to us fans to put pressure on the organization to move on from Brian Cashman. I was so glad when the Yankees booed Steinbrenner at that uh, Paul O'Neill day, so maybe he might start to get the hint. And the dumbest argument I hear is, oh, who's going to replace Cashman? I don't want to hear that. That's a dumb thing to say. When Brian Cashman got hired, we didn't know who he was, but he, you know, he, Steinbrenner saw something in him. So I'm sure there's somebody else who can do the job, who's probably within or with, without the organization, who's maybe 35 or so, who can pick up and, and take over for Cashman. Because at this rate, this man will be another 20 years where he maybe one World Series. Another thing, the Mets are about to go on a run, and it's all set up to have the ownership. Um, they're ready to go, and, and, and it's going to be a disaster. They even did old-timers day better. I mean, the Yankees' old-timers day, old day was dry. The Mets was great. The Yankees had Buck Showalter in our yes booth, Cashman rehires Boone. That tells me everything I need to know about that, man. But we have to get Cashman out of here. I don't know how this man has gotten away with this all of these years. Well, look, Derek, and you made a lot of points there. I would disagree with, and thanks for the phone call, that the media doesn't call out Brian Cashman. I see plenty of uh, criticisms of Brian Cashman, and I've seen pretty, plenty of it during this stretch. Uh, the moves that were made, the moves that were not made. Uh, but in terms of ownership, it does feel you know, like uh, uh, people used to wonder who was the fifth Beatle. It feels like Cashman is like the fifth Steinbrenner. It does feel that way. And it does feel like uh, Hal Steinbrenner – does not exactly have the same passion to win and the desire to do everything needed to win like his dad did. So uh, you're right. It does seem like the Mets are kind of lined up here perfectly for a run, certainly this year, maybe a World Series, a World Series title for the first time since 86. Maybe that might be enough to get them kicked into gear. But if this continues on as it has been going, there has to be change. You, you cannot continue to do the same things and expect different results. And the last three years, 
if it turns out the Yankees either hold on to the division and limp into the playoffs and are out quickly again, if they lose the division and then lose their first-round playoff series, that to me is a sign that the last three years have been continued failures. I can't continue to allow the same person to make the decisions when the last three years have been. It's not just this year. If it were just this year, that would be one thing. It's been the last three years. And really, it's been since 2017. 2017, the future was bright. They were loaded with young players, and it seemed like it was only a matter of time before the Yankees won another World Series. Five years later, we are still waiting. And the person who has his fingerprints on every single move made within the organization is Brian Cashman. Hopefully the Yankees can win some games here before the stretch of the season, but even then, it feels like this year the story has already been written. That's going to do it for the show today. Jacob, Harvey, thanks as always. Thanks to the callers, too. Anita Marks up next, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.